Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. Father's Day to you. We celebrate you today. This is your day. And man, we love our dads. Like, where would we be without the wisdom and the insight and the leadership and the guidance that we get from our fathers? Of course, every now and then there's a few, you know, dad jokes and maybe a little pull my finger every now and then. But hey, we love you anyway, all of our dads. And we joke about that. But hey, it is so important, the, the wisdom and the influence that a dad has upon the lives of his children. In fact, how many would help me out today with just a little survey? How many of you have ha- have ever had your dad share some insight or some wisdom into your life? Come on, raise your hand all over the room. Those little dad talks that just kind of make all of the difference for us. I mean, it being Father's Day, I was thinking about my dad. And I was thinking about some of the wisdom, some of the insight that he has shared into my life. I mean, I love my dad so much. He's a pastor. He's a leader. Incredible dad. And I was just thinking about some of the things. I was thinking about when I was growing up, uh, when I was in the ninth grade, after my ninth grade year, we moved to a new town. And that was a really big deal because it was a new school, also because it was a new baseball team. And during that time in my life, like baseball was my life. I mean, it was everything. And I was a pretty good baseball player. In fact, in the town that we were uh, from in Oklahoma, it was a smaller school. And I was pretty much the star baseball uh, player on the team, already playing on the varsity team as a freshman. And then after my freshman year, we moved to a new town. And so my sophomore year, I go to try out for the team and nobody knows me. It's a lot bigger school. And so they put me on the sophomore team. Now that was like a huge insult, all right? Because the sophomore team was the lowest team. They're sophomore than JV, then varsity. And I came home from practice like so discouraged and so down. And I remember my dad having one of those kind of dad talks with me and just setting me down. I remember he said, son, if you will just work hard and if you will do your best and if you will have a good attitude and you will say yes sir and no sir and you will be yourself I promise you and you will pray I will pray for God's favor on you I promise you soon the coach will see what you have to offer and you will you will move up and so I went to practice and I worked hard I did all the things that dad told me to do and it wasn't very long and I moved up to JV and it wasn't very long after that and I moved up to varsity and it wasn't very long after that and they moved me back down to JV but that's a whole different story okay but how many know those dad talks like they have they have influence on our lives I remember one time whenever I first began in ministry I was always a little insecure and shy especially about doing what I'm doing right now about preaching about teaching and about about speaking and one of the things that I was really insecure about was I just never felt like I had enough to say in fact my very first sermon that I ever preached it was like 12 minutes long you know and so I remember in my early days I was working on a message uh, for to preach and my dad said how How's it going? I said, well, I'm just afraid like it's not going to be long enough. And I remember my dad being the great preacher that he is and the great wisdom that he has. I remember him looking at me and saying, son, let me tell you something. No one will ever complain that you preach too short. And so I've taken that wisdom to heart and hopefully I will apply it to this message today. And everybody said, amen. That's right. 
And here's the deal. Dads have incredible wisdom that they bring into our lives. And dads come in a lot of different forms. I mean, we have biological dads and then, uh, and then of course, may have stepdads or maybe we have uh, adopted dads or spiritual dads. Some of you are here and maybe Father's Day is a difficult day for you because you didn't grow up with a dad or maybe you have a dad but you don't have a great relationship with your dad. But here's the good news this morning and that is this. Every one of us have a heavenly dad. Come on, right? We have a heavenly father who loves us so much, who has incredible plans for every single one of our lives. He truly is, like we sing the song, he is a good, good father and he has good things. And so today as we celebrate Father's Day and as we celebrate all the dads, we also celebrate every day is the Father's Day. And we're so thankful for that. And here's what we're going to do to kind of celebrate Father's Day today. We're going to kick off a brand new series that we're going to do over these next few weeks called Dad Talks. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at uh, uh, some wisdom from the wisest father that ever lived. In fact, this guy wrote a book, the book of Proverbs, and we're going to study in the book of Proverbs for just a little bit. It was written by a guy named Solomon. So everybody say Solomon. Solomon, and of course you may know that Solomon was the king of Israel. Solomon was also known as being the wisest man who ever lived, but Solomon wasn't just king and he wasn't just wise. Solomon was a father. He was a dad and he had a son and he had some children that he wanted to pass his wisdom down to and he did it in this book that we're going to study over these next few weeks called the book of Proverbs. In fact, a whole lot of Proverbs was written by by Solomon and it was written basically as just a way to pass down wisdom to his children. It was, it's really just kind of a series of dad talks. In fact, the key verse really that kind of sets up the entire book of Proverbs is found in Proverbs chapter one and verse eight. And this is kind of our key verse for this series where Solomon basically says, he says, listen, everybody say, listen, listen, my son, to your father's instruction. That basically he's saying, hey, I've got wisdom for you. I've got things that I want to pass down to you. And I'm going to give you a little dad talk here. And what I want you to do is I want you to listen to it. And so over these next four weeks, we're going to listen in on some dad talks. We're going to listen to some instruction from a great father. And we're not even going to roll our eyes while we're doing it, right? We're actually going to open our ears and we're actually going to hear what Solomon has to speak to his son, but also what he has to speak to every single one of us. And we'll do four different dad talks through the series. Today, we're going to start with this first, I think, foundational dad talk of all the dad talks. It is the foundation of the book of Proverbs. And I'll sum it up in this one key thought. And that key thought is this, the wise way is the best way. So everybody say that with me on the count of three today. One, two, three. The wise way is the best way. Some of y'all weren't saying it. Let's try it again. One, two, three. The wise way is the best way. This is what Solomon is saying to his son. He's saying, hey son, let me just tell you something. I want you to choose the wise way because in every area of your life, if you will do things the wise way, boy, it will help you. It it will protect you. It will keep you from harm. It will help you to make better decisions. It will help you to be successful and be able to sustain that success. If you will do things the wise way, it will be the best for you and you will, it will make all of the difference for you and for your life. 
In fact, this is what he's saying in our, in our kind of key passage for today in Proverbs chapter 2. In fact, if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open up there or you can follow along on the screen or in your LifeGate app today. Let's just look at it together and see what Solomon says to his son. Check it out in verse 1. He says, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to what? Say this word aloud, to wisdom. And apply your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry out for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair and every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Solomon basically has this dad talk with his son. And he says, son, I want you to listen up. I've got some wisdom. I've got some things that I want to share. I've got some things that I want to pass down to you. And this is what you've got to get if you don't get anything else. Bottom line of life, the wise way is the best way. Now, here's the deal. I think most of us deep in our heart, most of us probably already know that. Most of us probably already even believe that. And yet, just because the wise way is the best way, it's not always the way that we actually choose to live. And I think there are a few reasons for it. In fact, if you're taking notes, you might want to write these three things down just real quick. And here's what we know is that the wise way is the best way. But here's what I also know is that the wise way is not always the easiest way. Come on, isn't that true? That wisdom might be best, but wisdom isn't always the easiest. In fact, I'll just give you a little bit of practical decision-making advice. How many of you uh, have ever faced a decision you didn't know what to do? Come on, just raise your hand, right? Let me give you a little practical decision-making advice. You ready for this? If you're faced with two decisions and one is harder and the other one is easier, let me just tell you, almost 100% of the time, the wise one will be the most difficult one. How many have experienced that to be true? I mean, just think, I, I'll just give you a few examples that I, that I thought of, and these may seem like silly, some of them examples, but I mean, it just kind of proves this point. Let's just think about in your health, okay? After church is over and you're going out to Father's Day meal, you, you have a choice of what you're going to order and put on your plate. And, and let me just tell you, the easiest one would probably be to put a big old pile of French fries on your plate, right? But what would be the wisest one? It would be to order the grilled veggies. Come on, you know what I'm saying? And so you got two choices. You got the easy one or you got the wise one. And how many know the tasty one would be, the easy one would be the French fries, but the wise one for your health would be the good grilled vegetables, right? Come on, right? Let's think about it like this. In your relationships, you you got choices. You You could either say whatever you want to say, anytime you want to say it, whatever comes to your mind, just say it. You could do that. And that'd be easiest. 
Or you could decide, hey, I'm going to weigh my words, especially with my spouse or with my children. And maybe there are some things that I'm not going to say or not going to say them in the way that I originally thought them and wanted to say them. How many know there's one that would be easiest and one that would be wisest? Come on, right? It's like this in every single area of our lives. The wise way is the best way, but it's not always the easiest way. Number two, write this one down. The wise way is the best way, but here's the thing about wisdom is that wisdom is not always the quickest. Think about this. When you're faced with a choice, when you're faced with choices, if you really want to do the wise thing, most of the time what you're going to have to look at is you're going to have to look at, hey, what's the thing that's going to take the longest? (laughs) Because how many know there are quick and easy ways to do things and then there are wise ways to do things. I mean, just think about, I, I was thinking a few examples of this. It would be, it would be the, the quickest that if I really wanted something, if I want to go on vacation, the quickest way would just be able to, or if I want to purchase something, would be able to ju- would just whip out the credit card and just charge it, right? That's the quickest way. But that's not the, the best way. What would the best way be to save up my money until I can actually pay cash for the thing that I wanted or the thing that I needed? How about this in your health? The, the, you know, a lot of us are looking for the quickest way. So what we're doing is we like want to eat whatever we want to eat and then take that miracle diet pill that you saw on late, t- late night TV that's going to quickly change everything. But the wise thing would be, would be to eat healthy and to exercise regularly. Come on, you see what I'm saying? The wise thing is the best thing. Thing, but the wise thing is not always the easiest and it's not always the quickest. Notice number three, the wise thing, wisdom is not always the most popular thing. In fact, a lot of us, here's what we want to do is we want to look at what everybody else is doing and then do what they are, are doing. But guess what? What everybody else is doing is not necessarily the best thing to do. In fact, what everybody else is doing is typically getting them in a bunch of debt and getting them in divorce and getting them losing their job and getting them unhealthy. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Most of us want to live like everybody else is living, but what everybody else is doing is causing them all kinds of problems and pain that God never intended for us to have in our lives. And so we got to realize that, hey, the wise thing may not be the popular thing. And when I do the wise thing, other people may not like it. Or if I follow what everybody else is doing, it might, it might result in me having some things that I don't like in my life. In fact, let me just tell you this. If you really want to make good decisions, maybe what you could do is you could just get on Facebook or look in your neighborhood or see what everybody else is doing and then do the opposite of what they're doing. And that would probably be the most wise thing for you to do. Because here's the truth. Wise The wise way is the best way. It's not the easiest, not the fastest, not the most popular, but it's best. So some of you are saying, well, why is it so, why is it so important? Like, why is wisdom the best way? Well, right here in this little dad talk, Solomon basically gives us a few reasons that wisdom is so important in our lives. In fact, if you're, if you're taking notes, I just put three things down here from, from this passage about, about what's so important about wisdom. If you're taking notes, write it down. The first one is this, is that wisdom will give you constant protection. So everybody say constant protection. Wisdom. Why do I need wisdom? Why is it the best thing? Because it protects me. And who does it protect me from the most? It protects me from me. (laughs) Come on, because how many know? Come on, we all do dumb stuff, right? Come on, raise your hand if you've ever done something dumb before. All of us, like we do, we do dumb stuff. We make bad decisions. 
We say stuff we shouldn't say. We go places we shouldn't go. We buy stuff we shouldn't buy. We eat stuff we shouldn't eat. Come on, we get ourselves in trouble. It's like the sign that I saw one time that said everything happens for a reason. Sometimes that reason is you're dumb and you made bad decisions. Come on, isn't that true? Because we're our own worst enemy. And, And sometimes we do stuff that causes us pain and also that causes pain to others. And that's why we need wisdom. Because here's what wisdom does. Wisdom gives us a constant protection. It protects us from those poor decisions that would hurt us and that would hurt others. In fact, this is what the the proverb writer says. This is what Solomon is saying to his son in verse number 10 of our text. And I love the way it reads from the message translation or version of the Bible. Look what it says. It says, lady wisdom will be your close friend and brother knowledge your pleasant companion. Good sense will scout ahead for danger. Insight will keep an eye out for you. They'll keep you from making wrong turns and following bad directions from those who are lost themselves. Here's what he says. He says, this is what wisdom will do. If you will decide to follow the path of wisdom to do things the wise way, here's what it will do, that it will scout ahead. And it will look for the danger and it will guide you around the danger that it will protect you, that it will keep an eye out for you for the things that you might slip into or fall into that might actually cause you problems. It will keep you from making wrong turns that will actually be detours in your life to keep you from getting where you need to go. It will keep you from following after popular opinion and from what's going on in the culture because this is what wisdom does. Wisdom is our constant protection. It keeps us from making decisions that would result in problems and pain that God would want to keep us from. Wise way is the best way because it's it's our constant protection. Number two, notice what he says to his son, that wisdom will also give you clear direction. Everybody say clear direction. Clear direction. Here's what wisdom does. Wisdom shows us the direction to go when that direction is difficult to see. In fact, how many know that we all have decisions in life and some of our decisions are simple, right? Some of them are just basic, just right, wrong, black, white. It's easy to make those decisions. But how many know the decisions that are really the most important ones, the ones that make the biggest difference in our life, many of those decisions are not so easy. Many of them are a little more gray. Many of them are like, hey, there are three or four or five options and I'm not really sure which one to take. Many of them are like, hey, I even wanna see what the Bible says, but the Bible is not completely clear on some of those decisions. And what do you do when you face those decisions that are not completely clear? That's when you go to wisdom. That's what wisdom does. Wisdom shows us the right path even when it's difficult to see. In fact, this is what the proverb writer says. What he says to his son in in verse number six, it says, for the Lord grants wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And when you get wisdom, here's what will happen. You will understand what is right and what is just and what is fair and you will find the right way to go. The proverb writer says to his son, he says, hey, this is what I want for you. When you don't know which way to go, I want you to seek out wisdom. 
I want you to get wisdom from God and wisdom from his word. And if you will listen to that, and if you will get people in your life, son, if you will listen to me, I'll give you wisdom that will help you later on to make right decisions. If you will put people around you, in fact, one proverb, he says, if you walk with those who are wise, then you will become wise. So if you will get wise people around you and you will listen to what God is saying and what people are saying and what and what I am saying into your life, here's what it will do. It will help you to choose the right path and it will keep you from making wrong turns. In fact, I love the way he says it in Proverbs chapter four and verse number 10. He says, dear friends, take my advice and it will add years to your life. How many would like to have more years to your life and not, have, and not make dumb decisions that take years from your life, right? He says, wisdom will do this. He says, I'm writing out clear directions to wisdom way. I am drawing a map to righteous road. I don't want you ending up in blind alleys or wasting time making wrong turns. He goes, son, man, I've made some wrong turns and I've wasted some time. I've had some regrets. I've had some things where I took a detour and I had to go back and retrace my steps and it took longer to get where I wanted to go all because I made decisions that weren't wise. So now, son, listen to me. I have wisdom that I want to share with you and it will constantly protect you and it will give you a clear direction for your life. And number three, write this one down. Here's what it will do. It will give you a continuing success. How many know that some people are successful, but some people are continually successful? And how many know there's a difference? Because we've all seen it before. We've all seen it with celebrities. We've all seen it with people that we, that we know who, who become successful. They rise to the top and then they fall just as quickly as they rose. Come on, we've all seen that before. We, I, I was thinking uh, a few years back, there, was the, there were these commercials by, for insurance, by Nationwide Insurance. Some of you may remember them and they would have these different celebrities that, that were that kind of thing. They rose to the top and they fall really fast. And I remember the one I specifically remember was they had one with MC Hammer. Come on, you remember MC Can't Touch This, right? And there he is. He's standing in, the, in what was supposed to be his front yard and there's this big giant mansion that's behind him and there's all these fancy cars that are around him and he's in his you know hammer pants and they're playing can't touch this he's got all of his friends up there dancing with him and then all of a sudden people start coming in and they drive away you know they repo the car and they drive away the car and then his friends start leaving and then they you know they come in and put four clothes up on his house and there he is you know standing they even take some of his clothes and whatever and he just standing there and then the tagline goes life comes at you fast you know and basically this is a picture of what I'm talking about that people who have it all they're they're successful but they lack the wisdom to be able to continue that success and leave a legacy long term and here's the truth is that your talent may bring you success but it is wisdom that will bring you longevity and that will cause you to be able to stay there and that's what he's saying here. He's saying, hey, you don't want to just be successful. What you want is you want to leave a legacy. Son, I don't want you to just have a moment of success. I want you to have a life 
I want you to live a long life of my blessings, of God's blessings upon your life. And that's what he says in Proverbs 3 and verse 1. Good friends, don't forget all that I've taught you and take to heart all of my commands for they will help you to live a long, long life, a long life lived full and well, not to just have moments of good things in your life, but to have sustained success. He says it in Proverbs 3 and verse 15, wisdom is more precious than rubies for nothing you desire can compare with her for she offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. He's going, hey son, I want you to have continued success. And the only way this is going to happen is if you devote your life to wisdom. That the wise way is the best way. It's not the easiest way. It's not the fastest way. It's not the most popular way that everybody else is doing. But I'm telling you, it'll be the best way. So you say, well, pastor, okay, how do I get this wisdom? Well, let's see what Solomon says about it. In this passage, I think he tells us really how to get this kind of wisdom that we're talking about. And so I just wrote down three things. Number one, here's what you got to do. You got to admit. Everybody say, admit. Admit that you don't know it all. Come on. Everybody just look at your neighbor. Point at him. Tell him you don't know it all. (laughs) Now look at yourself. You can't look at yourself, but point at yourself and say, I don't know it all either. Here's where wisdom starts, guys. Here's where it starts. We come to a place where we recognize we don't already know it all. See, you can't get wisdom until you realize that you need it. And how many, anybody ever known a know-it-all? Somebody that's a know-it-all? Don't point at them. Come on, y'all are being mean pointing at people in the room. We've all known people like that before. And y'all, here's the thing. The thing that holds us back from learning, I, I, I heard this quote one time that's it's so powerful that, that I love it. The greatest enemy of learning is not ignorance, but the illusion of knowledge. Let that sink in for a minute. The greatest thing that holds us back from growing and learning is not that we're ignorant, it's that we think we already know. It's like what the great basketball coach John Wooden said. He said, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. It's when we come to a place where we realize, hey, I don't know. And so if I don't know, then what do I have to do? I got to get wisdom. Like if I don't already know it all, then what do I have to do? I got to get people around me that know more than me. I have to humble myself and I have to listen to what others are saying. And that's what the scripture says in Proverbs 3 and verse 7. It says, do not be wise, what? In your own eyes, but fear the Lord and shun evil. What's he saying? He's saying, if you want wisdom, here's where it starts. You come to a place where you're not wise in your own eyes. Well, you realize I don't already know it all. Maybe I need to find others. Maybe I need to seek God and seek others to bring wisdom into my life so that I can make better decisions. Look what it says in Proverbs 12 and verse 15. The way of a fool seems right to them, but the wise do what? They listen to advice. Hey, it's foolish to think that we already know it, that nobody can tell us anything. Wisdom says, maybe I don't know. Maybe I need to listen. Maybe there are people who know things that, that don't know. Maybe there are people who have more experience than me. Maybe there are people that are smarter than me. Maybe my parents know something. Come on, teenagers, listen up. Maybe your parents do know something about what they're talking about. Parents, hey, maybe your teenagers know a little bit about what they're talking about too. Come on, maybe your boss knows a little bit about what he's talking about. Bosses, maybe your employees know a little about what they're talking about. Hey, maybe your pastor knows a little bit about what he's talking about. And maybe we ought to listen. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. Look what it says in Proverbs 11 and verse two. Pride leads to disgrace. But with what? With humility. 
comes wisdom. What's that talking about? It's talking about, hey, if I want to be wise, here's what I do. I humble myself. And I recognize, I don't know. And so maybe I need to know. Maybe I need to listen. I humble myself and go, hey, maybe my way is not the best way. Maybe God's way is the best way. And maybe I ought to surrender myself, humble myself and surrender myself to doing things God's way. I have to admit that I don't already know it all. And then what do I have to do? Here's what I have to do. If I want to gain wisdom, here's what I do. I just ask. Everybody say, ask. I just ask God for it. This is what he says in Proverbs 3 or 2 and verse 3 in our text. He says, call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Here's what he says. If you're going to have wisdom, here's what you do. You ask. You seek, you, you search, you call out, and you call out, not, not just casually, but desperately. You say, God, I need your help. God, I don't know the direction to take. I don't know the decision to make. I don't know how to lead my family. I don't know how to do my work. I don't know what to do in the middle of COVID-19. I don't know what to do about what's going on. But God, I know you know what to do. So I'm going to search for your wisdom in my life. Before I do what I want to do, I'm going to say, God, what do you want me to do? You call out, you search for it, you ask for it. And notice this, he gives us a great analogy. He says, as if you were searching for hidden treasure. Just imagine this. Imagine I told you that, hey, I buried $10 million in your backyard. How many know you would go home and you would search? And you would search and search and search until you found, you'd dig up your whole backyard until you found that $10 million. Why? Because you know, if I find $10 million, how many would agree with me that $10 million would change your life? Come on, right? It would, I mean, money doesn't change everything, but that would change a whole lot of stuff for, for our lives, right? And this is what he says. He says, this is what wisdom does. Wisdom will change your life. It'll change your family. It'll change your marriage. It'll, if you'll get wisdom, it'll change your health. It'll change your finances. It'll change, it'll change every area of your life. So here's what you do. You search for it as if you were searching for buried treasure, $10 million in the backyard. You search desperately until you find it because it's that powerful. In fact, this is what James says about it. I love, I love James because James, we're gonna talk about it more next week, but James is actually like, I think like the Proverbs of the New Testament. There's such wisdom nuggets in the book, it's so practical. And notice what James says about it in James chapter one and verse five. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should what? He should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. James goes, hey, if you don't know what to do, ask God. If you need wisdom, ask God, he'll show you. In fact, he's not going to find fault. He's not going to look down. He's a, remember we said he is the good heavenly father that just like me as a dad, if my kids need some, need some answers to something or if they need my help with something or some guidance, boy, I want to give it to them. I don't go, what are you stupid that you don't know? I go, no, I want to share that wisdom. And when we ask God for wisdom, he doesn't go, well, why don't you already know that? He goes, no, no, no. As your father, I want to give it to you. I want to show you, ask, and I'll... And I'll guide you, I'll lead you, I'll direct you, I'll show you. The Bible says it like this in Proverbs 2 and verse 6, for, for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. For he holds success in store for those who are upright. For he is a shield to those who walk, whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the ways of the faithful ones. If we need wisdom, we admit we need it. And we ask God to give it to us. 
But then finally, number three, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna align, everybody say align. We're gonna align our lives completely around God's word. Think about this, guys. I mean, it just makes sense. If every one of us need wisdom, and I think we all agree that we do, and if wisdom begins with God, and if the Bible is God's word filled with wisdom, then doesn't it make sense that we would want to align every value and every action and every priority of our life around the word of God? I'm gonna say, God, I'm gonna take your word in my heart and then I'm gonna do it. In fact, this is what he says in Proverbs 2 and verse 11. He says, my son, accept my words and store up my commands within you. He's going, hey, don't just listen to my words. Accept them. Make them part of your life. Build your value system around them. Like live them out. Align yourself around what I'm trying to tell you. In fact, this is what the psalmist says about it in Psalm 19 and verse 17. It says, the teachings of the Lord are perfect and they give new strength. The rules of the Lord can be trusted for they make plain people wise. I'm looking around in this room, I see a whole bunch of plain people. <laughs> and I am one too. But guess what? Even ordinary plain people like you and me, we can be wise. Why? Because we have the word of God. His word, the teachings of the Lord are perfect. They make us wise. So what should we do? We should, we should align our whole life around them. In fact, here's what we're going to do during this series over this next four weeks, next 31 days, we're going to do what we're calling the Proverbs Wisdom Challenge. And one of the things I love about Proverbs is that Proverbs has 31 chapters. And so it's as if God knew what he was doing. He just wrote 31 chapters for one chapter for every day of them because every, almost every month has 31 days. And so here's what we're going to do. I'm challenging you starting tomorrow to start with Proverbs 1 and every day for this next month, read one proverb, Proverbs 1, Proverbs 2. I know it'd be better if we started on July 1st, but that's not when this series started. So we're going to start tomorrow on June 22nd. We're going to read Proverbs 1 and then Proverbs 2 the next day and the next day and the next day. And here's what I'm going to believe is that God's going to begin to implement his wisdom. He's going to begin to download it into our hearts. And then we begin to align ourselves with it. We begin to do it. And it'll I'm telling you, that's our goal. Changing lives. It'll change your life. And let me just say this. We need it more right now than we've ever needed it before. I'm just telling you. Because right now, there are more words that are going in than we've ever had before. We live in a, in a generation right now where we have, we have more information in a day than our grandparents had in a month. Come on. And we have social media and news and all the different things that are, and everybody, and here's the thing, is everybody has always had an opinion, but now we have an outlet to be able to share our opinion and post it out there for the whole world to see, right? And we got all these opinions, all these thoughts of everybody else that we're constantly feeding into ourselves. And how many know now more than ever, we need to be feeding ourselves with God's thoughts. We need to be taking his wisdom and his word and putting it in our hearts so that we align our value system in all of our lives. Every decision that we make around what, not what do I think or what do others think? What does the culture think? What does God think? Because the wise way is the best way. And you know what I really think that Solomon was really trying to express to his son when he said that? Not just the wise way is the best way. You know what he was saying? He was saying God's way is the best way. Because wisdom begins with him. He's the creator of it all. So why wouldn't we want to align our lives and say, hey, I may have a way, 
the way that I want to live. What does God say about it? And now I'm going to align my life with what he says. In fact, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes with me today. Some of you are here today and you've not come to that important decision. Truth is, you've been living your own way, making your own decisions, following your own path. And you know what the Bible says about that? You know what Solomon said about it in Proverbs 14 and verse 12? He says, there is a way that seems right to man. But in the end, here's where that path leads. It leads to destruction. Some of you have found that out because you've made your own decisions in the way that seemed right to you. And you know where it led? Led to divorce. You know where it led? It led to depression. You know where it led? It led to bankruptcy. You know where it led? It led to addiction. It led to difficulties that God never really wanted for your life, but you chose to go your way, the way that seems right to you. But in the end, it leads to destruction. And let's take that even bigger picture. That you know what? There's a way that seems right to man, but in the end, not just in this world, but in eternity, it leads to eternal destruction to say, I can go my way. I can do things the way that I want to do them. I don't have to, I don't have to surrender my life to anybody. It's my life. And you know where that going to end up when you die it's going to end up eternally separated from God there's a way that seems right to man but in the end it leads to destruction here's the good news is that God made a way made a way through his son Jesus in fact Jesus said it like this I am the way the truth and the life and all who believe in me they shall live together with me forever in eternity